With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim. We are talking the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We're going to talk a little bit about the naming of this and the reward of this in this podcast. If you like these bowl breakdowns or if you like anything about the Big Ten in general, please make sure to like, follow, subscribe. I'm going to be doing all the breakdowns of the Big Ten Bowl games We're also going to talk a little bit about maybe the future of the Big Ten and the trajectory of certain programs in the Big Ten, especially as National Signing Day comes. So make sure to to stay locked in here at the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. Leave a review. Please leave reviews. Please give feedback. The more we get... the more we can get our name out there. So please do that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and send me an email, Talk at gmail.com. Maryland taking on NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, where both coaches, Dave Doran and Mike Loxley, have agreed to a mayonnaise bath if they win the game. I would opt out of this game as a coach if that were the conditions. I'm sorry. I. This is when you know that bowl season has jumped the shark. I mean, you had Jimmy Kimmel, right? And then you, you had... You have the Fenway Bowl. The Fenway Bowl is not bad, actually. Pinstripe Bowl, not, it, it, it's a nice sentiment. You know, play a football game in a historic stadium or in Yankee Stadium's case, just a billion-dollar stadium or a multimillion-dollar stadium. Nice. Like, it's, it's a neat thing, right? Why is this a thing? Like, why is this a bowl game? And listen, it's not like... NC State is ranked, and this is a bowl game. It, I just don't understand. I, I don't know how anyone gets up for a game called the Mayo Bowl, right? Like the Mayo Bowl, the Relish Bowl, the uh, the Ranch Bowl. I mean, we have the Cheez-It Bowl, right? I mean, that's not a condiment. That's just snack. But really, like Mayo, and then we're, we're going to have the winning coach I feel like it should be the losing coach that gets the mayo bath. I, uh, I just don't understand it. I, I considered for, for a minute just doing commentary on the absurdity that this is called the mayo bowl. But I try to give at least some, some analysis. I know some, sometimes it's not the greatest analysis, but I do try to give some analysis. Here's my analysis. 
if you eat the amount of mayo that they feed you or that they, they pour on you for a mayo bath, it'll kill you. That's my analysis of this game. In all seriousness, uh, Maryland, 7-5, and five, I think had a, a, maybe a bit of a disappointing season based on some of the expectations. I think a lot of people thought that they would knock off one of the big three in Penn State and uh, Michigan and Ohio State. And instead, you know, they, they really ended poorly. After keeping it close with Michigan, you know, they lost to Wisconsin, which Wisconsin, not very good, although it's hard to play at Madison. They lost at Penn State 30 to nothing, and then they, they kept it close with Ohio State uh, in the last game, uh, second to last game of the season. But in a lot of ways, it, it feels like this season uh, really could have been special, at least for Maryland. You know, they were within a touchdown of Michigan. They, they lost by two to Purdue at home. And, you know, this could have been a nine and three season, maybe even a 10 and two season. And instead, it, it's a seven and five season, which, granted, you know, if you go back to the first couple of years of Maryland being in the Big Ten, you will take seven and five over one and 11 and two and 10 and being the laughing stock of the Big Ten. They're not the laughing stock of the Big Ten, but you went seven and five with losses to, honestly, two teams that you should have beat with Purdue and Wisconsin. And, you know, I I get the game was at Wisconsin, but particularly that game, that was winnable. Now, there's a lot of context. There were a lot of injuries. Talia was hurt for a good chunk of the season. You know, he was battling injury a good chunk of the season. Um receivers in and out of the lineup. Demas was he he got healthier as the season went on, but he was never he was never back to what he was, I don't think. Um and so that was that was a big deal, but really I I think a season that was okay but not not great. What's interesting is that they're facing a team that quite honestly I think had had similar expectations. Um, so, you know, you look at NC State, they're ranked, I believe, 20, 23rd in the college football playoff rankings. But, you know, they also did not necessarily finish well, right? They were 8-4, and four, started 4-0, four lost by 10 to Clemson, at Clemson. That's always a tough place to play. Then they lost to Syracuse, who at the time was, was hot. But then you lose to Boston College, who's just hot garbage, and then you lose to Louisville, who, you know, Louisville was starting to put some things together. And then you lose your – your, uh, and then you win in double overtime against a North Carolina team that, quite frankly, was just – they they gassed. They, they got gassed at the end of the season. Um, now, now, NC State also had injury issues. Uh, Devin Leary out for the year after the Florida State game. And so he was out, and then you had a, a bunch of other things going on. They, they ended up getting to their fourth-string quarterback, and he has not been great. Uh, NC State's quarterback has not been uh, – their, their fourth-stringer is not great, which, quite honestly, Ben Finley, you don't expect your fourth-string quarterback to be very good because he's a fourth-string quarterback. And so Dave Dornan, he knows how to coach offense – uh, Devin Leary is, is a is a decent QB, um, 
but there's there's still quite a bit of uncertainty whether uh, Morris, their backup quarterback, will be healthy in this game. And so it's very possible that Ben Finley plays and Finley looked okay. You know, he looked decent against UNC, but he did not do well against Boston College. So there's a lot of uncertainty with NC State. And I think with both these teams, there, there are higher expectations than you want. So there, there's a real question of motivation for both teams. And not just because it's called the Mayo Bowl. Like, I think there, NC State was a dark horse ACC contender. You know, Maryland, I don't think anyone expected them to make the Big Ten championship game. But I think there were, you know, I think people thought 9-10 wins was really achievable for them. And so there is... I think motivation is is a question going into this game. Uh, I think which version of the these teams show up, particularly Maryland, because Maryland, when they play their A game like they did against Ohio State, they they can compete against really good teams, but then they I mean they can lay some stinkers, and there's there's a potential for this, right? Uh, Dante Demas opting out. Jacob Copeland opting out. Rakeem Jarrett opting out. C.J. Dipra uh, is in the transfer portal. Those are four of their top six or seven options uh, as receivers. That that is really significant, right? That I mean, Jarrett. I mean, all three of those wide receivers are probably going to be draft picks. And then they're one of their top corners, Deontay Banks, also out. Um, so there's there's a lot of people out in this game for Maryland, and it makes you wonder. Okay, are they gonna are they gonna be okay? However, you look at NC State; they're already on their fourth string quarterback. They lose a pretty good receiver in Devin Carter to the transfer portal. Uh, their starting center. Uh, Gibson's going to miss this game with injury, as will a defensive end. Uh, Jackson, who he's, it was uh, sidelined with a knee injury, um, and there's there's rumors of more opt-outs coming. So I, I, it's really interesting. And then also Tim Beck, the offensive coordinator of NC of NC State, is leaving to go to Coastal Carolina to be a head coach. So there's some coaching uncertainty with NC State. So what's going to happen in this game? Who's going to be motivated? Who's going to be ready to go? Who matches up well? I, I think this is this could go honestly could go either way. In fact, the line, the Vegas line, uh, it's minus one currently in favor of Maryland. Which, by the way, this game is taking place Friday, December thirtieth, twelve p.m., eleven a.m. Eastern. By the way, I just a, a side note: the uh, Pinstripe Bowl I said started at one. It starts at two o'clock. I gave you the Central Time. So just. If you're re- listening to this and you listen to the other breakdown, Pinstripe Bowl, 2 o'clock, not 1 o'clock. But the Mayo Bowl, Friday, December 30th, 12 p.m., Maryland is a one-point favorite as of this recording. The reality is I, I'm not sure how much I trust NC State if they're playing a fourth-string quarterback. And as much as I don't trust Mike Loxley, and if you've listened to this pod at all, you know I think Mike Loxley is a great recruiter and an awful X's and O's guy. 
Like, he's, he's not a good in-game coach. But he can recruit talent. And as much as I think Demas, Copeland, and Jarrett leaving is not good, it's not like the cupboard is all the way bare at those positions, or at that position, at the wide receiver position. Like, now they're thin, but they do have Deshaun uh, Jones, who is actually their leading receiver this year. And then at tight end, they have Corey Dykus, who is the the more productive tight end out of the two tight ends. Um, so they, they have weapons. They get Hemby. They still have Hemby, who was, I think, a really underrated running back. I think if Maryland is healthy, and more importantly, if Talia Tungavailoa is healthy, I think this actually bodes very well for the Terrapins. You know, I, I think while Maryland has more of the star power that's out, I think NC State has more of the depth that's out. And I think if they are unable to move the ball well with, you know, a, a fourth-string quarterback. Now, it could be MJ Morris. It could be – he could be him, but he has been hurt. So even if it's a, it's a hurt quarterback, I think it could be tough sledding for NC State's offense – Without their offensive coordinator, without you know, without a number of these guys who are either injured or going to the transfer portal, so I, I like Maryland in this game. I think you have a healthy quarterback, you have a healthy running back, you have a good wide receiver in Deshaun Jones, you have a good tight end, and I think they're they're even though Deontay Banks is opting out, I do think they have an underrated secondary. So I like Maryland in this football game. I think they win. I, I, I think it actually might be a bit more lopsided than people expect with NC State you know, being the ranked team. Um, but I, I like Maryland, you know, I'll say I'll say 28 to 17, which isn't lopsided per se, but it's a double digit win. I think it's going to be really tough for NC State to move the ball, especially because of their personnel. Granted, I, I think Maryland's defense, the numbers don't necessarily bear out that they're great. Um, you know, they've, they've allowed 219 yards a game uh, through the air. But again, I, you know, I look at, I look at NC State's offense they have not been a great offense this year. Um, pass for 222 and a half yards a game, but they don't run the ball well. I think, I think Maryland makes NC State one-dimensional. And I think, I, I think that, that allows Maryland to get some stuff going. I think they, they get a pretty big lead early. Like maybe it's 14-0 uh, or 21-7 in the third quarter. And then... NC State maybe gets a field goal, and Maryland extends it to 28-10. NC State comes within 11 points at the end. But I like Maryland in this game. I think they have a good shot to win it. And, uh, yeah, I think 8-5 and five with a, ending with a win over a ranked team, that would be really good. I think if Maryland loses – honestly, if Maryland loses this game, it's not a big loss. Um, you know, I, NC State's ranked. 
And so I think that number, even though Maryland's the slight favorite in this game, I do think it is it, – it, it's not going to be a momentum killer if Maryland loses this game. And I'm pretty sure that the Mayo Bowl is in North Carolina. So it's a de facto away game for Maryland. So all that being said, I – I like Maryland in this game. I think they're going to win. But let me know your thoughts. Uh, leave, leave a review. Shoot me an email. This has been the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. We'll be back on Friday with another bowl pick. Until then, take care and God bless. 